Here is a sermon that was preached by Pastor Ballin in one of the Sunday morning services. This morning, I would like to title my sermon as, It's Never Too Late. It's Never Too Late. You know, relationship is under attack for sure in most of our families. But this morning, God is telling us it's never too late that you have still time either to repair the broken relationship or it is time to prevent so that such damages will not come in your family. Amen. Let me hear an amen. Amen. This morning, God is telling us it is time to repair those relationships in our lives. You know, last week, some of you told me that the moment the sermon is done, the moment service is done, I'm going to go home and I'm going to take the phone and call my parents now. I feel like calling them, talking to them. It's all good. It's all good, you know, good feedback that God is working in your lives. You know, we want the word of God to work in our lives. If word of God is not working in our lives, we are like, our heart is like the hard rock. When the seed fell on the hard rock, it could not grow in the rock because it was so solid. You know, when our hearts are so solid, word of God cannot do anything in our lives. And this morning, I just ask you, ask God, that God may soften our hearts so that we may be able to receive from him. Now, we started this series saying, families are under attack. Relationship is under attack. We talked about some of the common battlegrounds that families are going through today. Families are going through something known as humanism. You know, self-contentment. We know that when we think that we have everything, we don't need God. Amoral life. We don't really care about morality. We don't care about, you know, living with integrity. We don't really care about it. We just live the life the way it comes on our way. We talked about media attacks. How powerful the medias are today. And media is how it's damaging our relationship within our family. We also talked about the secular mindset that people, of people have today. Even in the church we see secular mindset. You know, people come to church for a blessing. The moment we don't get better blessings, we walk away from God. We don't feel like coming blessing. I tried this, but this doesn't seem to be working, so I'm not coming. I tried this God, but this God doesn't seem to be working. I'm going back to my own religion, my own world of faith. You know, that's called so secular mindset. And we talked about that in detail. We also talked about God's design of marriage. How God's design of marriage is altered, is perverted by Satan, even at the Garden of Eden. We talked about it. We also talked about the attacks on today's family in terms of homosexuality, the exploitation of heterosexuality, living together, you know, which are all against, the God, against God's design of marriage. We talked about that in detail. We also talked about the damages that are made already by the devil, in the, children, in the relationship between children and parents. Damages that are made in the relationship between adult children and aging parents, we talked about it. And all the sermons are available online, you can keep listening. And I'm sure God will bless you. And today we are saying, it's never too late to prevent such things from happening in our lives. You know, we all need to protect our families. God has created the family in the Garden of Eden, and he called Adam... And gave the family, the precious family to Adam. And he appeared there and she and Adam together, they just dropped that family. The precious family that God created was dropped in the garden of Eden and it was shattered. That was the plan, that was the work of enemy. 
You know, these attacks, at times, you know, they don't, they don't happen, you know, in a, in, a, in a very, very slow manner. At times, we see these attacks coming on our families in a very sudden way on Friday night. Hurricane Harvey made a landfall in a place known as Rockport, Rockport near Corpus Christi in Texas. You know, it, it quickly gained momentum. It quickly gained force in the Gulf of Mexico and it attacked Texas, the state of Texas in the United States. So it was so quickly, you know, it gained strength. The meteorologists, they say that it gained within 48 hours, it gained such a great strength and it became a category four storm when it hit Rockport in Texas. And it hit with 130 miles per hour speed. And it made tremendous damages in the coastline as well as in inland. There were many trees that were knocked down, and many electrical cables were destroyed, and that left around 300,000 people without power. They are still without power. Because the hurricane is not gone, it's still you know, lingering around as a tropical storm. The state of Texas declared emergency, state emergency. And also in 30 counties, they declared state disaster. So the attack that came on the people was so quick, but the government, the state government and the central government, they were so quick enough to react and people obeyed to the order of evacuation and most of them escaped from Rockport and Corpus Christi and other, the cities around that area. The people were asked to evacuate. And you know what? Some people, they may not be able to evacuate most of the time. They have various reasons for not evacuating. They were asked to write their names with a sharpie in their hands and also their social security number because the dead bodies need to be identified. You know, that was the instruction from the state. Now the state is still dealing with the aftermath of the hurricane. There's fears of flood everywhere. Especially in Houston, they expect around 40 inches the water will raise up and there are power outages as 320 people in Corpus Christi and Rockport and near city cities, they are not having power. There are, there are alligators displaced from the ocean and we can see alligators in dis different parts of the city. They are still floating around in the, in, 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 in the water, dangerous. Drinking water is difficult and senior homes and nursing homes and hospitals are going through difficulties and you know the restoration of the roads and schools and houses and business establishments. There is so much need to be done because the damage is so heavy. Damages come very quickly all of a sudden. They would not have thought about such a damage in last week, in last Friday or last Sunday for that matter. But damages came quickly. Damages in relationship can quickly you know, that's the reason we need to be prepared to protect our family from such dangerous things. How can we do that? And this morning I want you to take you through with the counsel of God, you know, through, through, through five different aspects of how we can take care and protect our families. Number one, don't allow, these are very straightforward, direct instructions or counsels. Don't allow every junk into your house. Can you repeat that after me? Don't allow every junk into your house. I mean it really. There are video games that killed people in the real life. Listen to me. There are heart attacks reported when children were playing a game known as Berserk. 
suicide in front of the game known as Everest Quest. Murder over loot in Legend of Mirror 3 as children were playing that game. Child abuse over farm will. Water intoxication for a Nintendo Wii. Child neglected and murder for World of Warcraft. Walking into the traffic while playing Ingress. Children murdering each other over slender the arrival. We can just go on and on. Came across a game video, uh, an app known as Blue Whale. That's very dangerous. That, that game, if you, that app, if you run into your devices and you play that, I, mean, I have never tried that, when you play that, at the end of it, it, is, it, will, it will motivate you to suicide. And you are in that full spirit at the end of the game. And you don't even dare to, you know, you dare to commit suicide at that moment. There are reports. Don't allow every junk into your house. You know, as the head of the family, as a mother of our children, we have responsibility to know what our children are doing. What about movies that killed people in the real life? Car crash had happened as children were watching Harry Potter. Maybe while driving. Heart attack happened as they saw Jaws. Death by overexcitement when they were watching Avatar. Collapsed from shock and they were watching aliens. Dead on arrival, The Conjuring 2. People were found unresponsive, especially children were found unresponsive as they were watching the movie, The Twill Light Saga. They had reported raptured artery. The creeping unknown when they were watching the movie by name, Creeping Unknown. What comes in your life, what comes in our house, really matters. You know, these are the extreme dangers that we talked about this morning, but they are all making emotional damages in the life of your children. Children, those who are addicted to video games and movies, they won't listen to the parents. They won't listen to the parents. Because they tend to follow those imaginary characters. They don't want to listen to anybody. Because they are totally driven and governed by those imaginary things that are happening in the games and in the movies. They develop what is known as a rebellious spirit. What do you think about as I speak to your children? Do they have rebellious spirit or do they obey to you? Disobedience, hatred, a destructive spirits. They want to destroy everything because that's what they do in the game. Destroy, destroy, kill, kill. You know, that's what they do. And they want to put that in, in practice. They have an urge to experience everything in reality. Whatever they see in the movie and whatever they come across in the games. Do not allow every junk into our family. Excessive internet usage. Downloading movies to see the weekend. Pornography. They're all damaging family relationship. And this morning we are talking about do not allow, not allowing anything, everything into our house. Scripture says in 1 Peter, I want you to read the scripture. 1 Peter 5, verse 8. Peter writes saying, be sober. Be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Who is our enemy? Come on, who is our enemy? Devil or Satan, he is our enemy. And what he does, he comes in many different forms into our house. 
he comes and corrupts our minds he comes and you know take control over the life of our children and they are not able to come out of it and later on we need to pray for them we need to fast for them but god is asking you to prevent that from happening how can we do that why should we do that our enemy the devil he is roaring like a lion seeking whom he may devour god wants us to be sober god wants us to be in a you know you know we want to know what is going on we need to have a clear mind and god wants us to be vigilant as parents you need to know what your children are doing do not just give your cell phone to them and ask them to play because you want to you know have a peaceful time no do not do that i have children playing with you know they have a youtube app opened up and they don't know what they click and they don't know what they see and but they are seeing they are seeing i see all these things when i do the house visit that's the reason another reason why we do the house visit we see all this happening with your children do not do that you need to know what your children are doing number 2 how do we protect our families from this damage learn to forgive each other you know this morning this is very very important families on earth are heaven like if they know how to forgive each other forgiveness doesn't really means just forgetting it it means not really looking for an opportunity to quote what she spoke it's not just forgetting it is an opportunity looking for to quote that instant that particular incident that took place years ago you keep that in your mind until that point of time and wait for an opportunity and moment that opportunity comes you are telling me this today do you know what you told me that day she would have forgotten but you still remember that in your heart or he would have forgotten but you remember that in your heart god wants us to learn forgiveness within families in fact scripture says never stop forgiving in matthew chapter 18 verses 21 to 22 then peter came to lord jesus christ and said this is what he said in matthew 18 21 22 lord how often shall my brother sin against me and i forgive him you know we all have a hesitation to forgive you know when you want to forgive somebody as if we feel that something is going out of us we don't want to do that that's the reason peter came and asked jesus lord how many times you want to forgive seven times is okay and jesus said to him i do not say to you up to seven times but up to 70 times seven and we came to know about it when we were doing the previous series it's 400 come on 400 490 times 7 sorry 70 times 7 490 good okay so that many times we need to forgive and also we came to understanding that unlimited times we need to forgive god wants us to forgive how many times you have forgiven your wife how many times you would have forgiven your husband we get irritated god wants us to forgive we need to forgive somebody in order to be forgiven that's what jesus said in matthew 6 14 15 you forgive men their trespasses your heavenly father will also forgive your trespasses if we forgive each other the words that are spoken the actions that happened the face that she put that ugly face that she put in front of her when such thing happens that comes often in our minds and god is asking us to forgive 
Forgive means not to refer those incidents in the past. God wants us to wipe those things and not quoting those words from the, her mouth, his mouth. And if we don't forgive, forgive others, especially if we don't forgive our spouse, that bitterness is going to poison our lives. That bitterness is going to remind in us. And scripture says, do not retaliate. Read, let's read from 1 Peter 3, 8 and 9. Finally, all of you. Peter says, finally, all of you be like-minded, be sympathetic, love one another, be compassionate and humble. Do not repay evil with evil or insult with insult. On the contrary, repay evil with blessing. Because to this you were called so that you may inherit a blessing. You know, if we repay evil with evil, scripture says we don't be blessed. We are not going to be blessed. I want you to think this morning. I thought of it. I want you to think this morning. How many times we try to use the same words to attack. We try to do the same thing to attack back. But Bible says, do not attack, do not retaliate, don't pay evil with evil, but bless. But bless for whom it is written. I believe it is for me, for my family. I want you to believe it for me, for you and your family. And God cannot bless us. Some of our lives we don't see blessings yet. Who knows, probably that's the reason you don't receive blessings yet from God. Because your mind is always, how can I prove that I am good? How can I prove that I am right in that situation? You know, when you are thinking about, always thinking about it, God cannot really bless us. And God wants us to know, to bless somebody, even though people are trying to do evil, the best place to practice that is our home. With our spouse. God wants us to confess. If you would have done something against somebody, God wants us to confess. Matthew 5, 23, 24. Therefore, if you bring your offerings and bring your gifts to the altar, and there you remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there and before the altar and go your way, first be reconciled with the brother. You know, otherwise the offering cannot be a blessing. You know, some of us give tithes. Some of us give more than tithes. But we don't receive any blessings. Why? Because we have something with somebody in our minds. Maybe our husband, maybe our spouse, maybe our children or our parents. We still carry that. But God cannot bless because this verse prevents God from blessing us. The same word, that's the reason word of God is a two-edged sword. The same verse that is blessing us, the same verse cannot bless us too. If we do not obey the word of God. You know, that's the reason it is important that we obey God's commandments. These are very simple things. But God has written those things. God has spoken those things. So we are expected to obey. This morning God is helping us to know how do we protect our families from the damages. Number three. I put it this way. Fly. If you can catch the time. Fly. If you can catch the time. Time never stops. Time never stops. In order to protect our family, in order to safeguard our family, we need to effectively use time. I wish the whole church hear this sermon. We need to effectively utilize time, spending time with your spouse. You know, most of the complaints we hear from women, 
Exactly this is. My husband comes to me only for sex. Otherwise, he doesn't spend time with me. Spending time with your spouse is important. It's important. That relationship resembles Christ and the church. If God leaves you during the whole week and he appears in front of you only on Sunday morning, what kind of God he can be? If as a husband, you don't really care about your spouse, come only for that moment, what kind of husband you are? If as a wife, if you don't really care about your husband, what kind of wife you are? The relationship that God has given to us resembles, those who are not married, probably you need to listen to this too. The relationship resembles the relationship Christ has with the church. Spend time with your spouse, spend time with your parents. Parents are not going to be there forever. Think about some of our parents, they are already gone. Or they are going. They are not going to be here forever. You will have a few more years, your children will have more years. But what about parents? They have the fear within them. They are so afraid because they are just going to leave you and the grandchildren and they are going to disappear. They worry about that every day. Spend time with your parents. Fly if you can catch the time. Effectively make use of the time that God has given to you. Spending time with children. When children are young, they look for your companionship. They come to you. Dad, they put their hands around your shoulder. They want to you know, do boxing with you. When children are young, they want your time. They want you to come and play. But if you're busy, after they grow up, they don't want you. They don't want you. You are needed only when they are young. Give your time. Give your time for your children. Your family relationship is more than your friendship. Your family relationship is much more precious than your friendship. If you don't protect your family, you will suffer. All of us will suffer. Ephesians 5.16 says, I'm reading it from NIV, Ephesians 5.16, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. We don't know how the coming day is going to be. Just spend time with your family members. You know, most of us need to know how to balance work and family time. We need to make money to survive. Listen to this. We need to make money to survive, but our family needs our time to survive. We need to make money for us to survive, but our wife and our children, they need our time for their survival. That's the reason James says in James 4, 4 13 and 14, James chapter 4, 13 and 14, come now, you who say, listen to this, very important, today or tomorrow, we will go to such and such a city, spend a year there, buy and sell and make a profit. Whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow. For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. You know, here James is talking about something which is very practical. You know, sometimes we are busy because we have so many plans in front of us. We want to make money. We want to build this. We want to do that. We want to buy that. So many plans. But James is asking us, you are a foolish person. You are a fool. Because you do not know what tomorrow holds. 
What is important? Not making money. But what is important is the, the, the relationship that God has given you. Your spouse, your children, your parents, they are the most important. And God wants us to know this and make our times available for them. Number four, we all need others' support. You know, this is very, very important. Listen to this. We all need others' support. Relationship is built based on love and respect to each other. Where there is no love and respect for each other, the relationship dies. You know, at times it is very hard to build a trusting relationship. You know, that's the reason when young couple get married, they'll go through some struggle. Year one, very difficult. Year two, little better. Year three, I think I'm coming out of it. You know what I'm talking about, right? You all go through it. You all go through it. Relationship takes time to build. The trust needs to be built. It is very hard. But it is easy to break. It can be broken at any moment, very easily. But it is very hard to build. A couple of things that we need support in our family member, in our, in our family situation. Loving each other. Loving each other. You know, we are living in the days where love is growing cold. That's what scripture says. There is no real love. There is no real love. Even among spouses, there is no real love. You know, love is something that is needed for all human beings. You know, if you don't find the real love in your house, if your spouse, your husband or wife, if don't, they don't find real life in love, love, sorry, love in your house, they will try to find that love outside of the house, outside your home. If they don't find real love inside home, they will try to find the real love outside home, better love. If your children, if they don't find real love inside home, they will find, try to find love outside home. Better love your children. And at times we think, I don't know whether it's I think, we think that men doesn't need to be loud. Only women need to be loud. That's not true. We need so much love. We need so much love too. We're all human beings. We need to love each other. First John chapter 4 verse 20 says, If someone says, I love God and hate his brother, he's a liar. You know, these scriptures, you know, they, they are very powerful scriptures. I believe the scripture is more powerful than Act 2, Acts 1, 8. It says, I love God and hates my brother, and he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother, whom he has seen, who are the brothers? All of us. Who is our neighbor? Maybe our spouse inside the house. How can he say, I love God, whom he has not seen? You know, God is putting us in a point. And he's pointing fingers to us and he's saying that you don't love somebody. How can you say that you love God? You are a liar. That's what scripture says. We need support from family. We need love. We need to respect each other. You know, within the family, we need to respect each other. And we need to allow space for others to be independent. You know, sometimes in some families just want to always sit over on top of somebody and saying that, do this, do this, why you have done this? 
drawing boundaries and say that you cannot cross this boundary. I want you to stand within this. We need to allow space. By doing this, we are respecting. We are honoring our spouses and our children. Ephesians 5.33 says, Nevertheless, let, let each one of you in particular so love his own wife as himself and let the wife see that she respects her husband. Respect needs to be there within the family. Wives respecting their husband. Husbands respecting their wife. Not out of you know, fear, not out of compulsion, but out of love. You know, I won't respect my wife just because of the love that I have for her. I won't expect her to respect me because of the love she has for me. Respecting each other. We're talking about uh, it's not too late that we can still work on our family relationship, encouraging and appreciating others. First Thessalonians 5.11, reading from NIV, therefore encourage one another and build each other up just as in fact you are doing. You know, here we see Paul is admonishing the church in Thessalonica. He's saying that you need to encourage one another, build them up. You know, all of us need encouragements. Your spouse needs encouragement. Think about the day, morning they get up and they do the same thing every day in and day out. For what? For what? Who's caring for them? Who's looking at them? They are just, you know, maybe at most of the time they are shut in the house. When we go to work and we come back at the evening, we think that they're not doing anything, but that's not true. That's not true. Why don't we encourage each other? For even small things, simple things, encourage. Our children need encouragement. Some of our children are weak in certain areas because they need encouragement. They have the ability, but they're not able to do it because there's no encouragement for them. And God wants us to do that appreciation for simple things. You know, these are a couple of things that support that we can provide and we can receive within the family. Finally, number five, relationship and serving God. You know, when it comes to the call of God, call of God comes first and the rest of it secondary. Listen to this carefully. When it comes to the call of God in your life to serve God, and I believe not only me, all of us are serving God in different ways. You have a responsibility in God's kingdom in many different ways. Either you share the word or you lead the worship or you play an instrument or you participate in the prayer or you lead the prayer or you do the prayer. Some way or other, you are all responsible in the kingdom of God. When call of God comes in our lives to do certain things, listen to this, call of God takes the first priority. What is the commandment? I want you to read from Mark chapter 12 verses 30 and 31. Mark 12, 30 and 31. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart. With all, you, can you read that together? You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. This is the first commandment. And the second like it is this. You shall love your neighbor. I mean, I put that spouse there. In a family situation, who is always next to you? Who is your neighbor? Your spouse. Love her as, love him as yourself. But the priority goes to God. Love the Lord God, first commandment. Second commandment, love your wife. So when it comes to relationship of serving God, relationship and serving God, call of God takes the priority. Think about it, when God called Paul, you know, it was a great call in his life. You know, he was a wicked person. He was a you know, murderer. 
when god called him that call was a great call when you i don't know whether you thought of it this is what paul did galatians 1:15 and 16 exactly this is what he did when god called him but when it pleased god who separated me paul says separated me from my mother's womb and called me through his grace to reveal his son in me that i might preach him among the gentiles what he did i did not immediately counsel with flesh and blood when god called paul he did not even think he did not even tell to himself oh it's a call of god no he did not consult with his blood his his, his flesh he did not tell that to his family members he did not discuss that with everybody you know if god is asking you to do something you know if god is asking you to obey for baptism you don't need to go and publish and tell everybody i will take baptism no paul did not do that if god is calling you that you need to give your life to jesus jesus has an amazing plan for you if you know that you don't need to go and discuss with everybody paul did not do that if he would have done that probably he would not have followed jesus he would not have written all the epistles one thing that he did he just obeyed to that call call of god takes the priority when it comes think about elijah elijah was plowing elijah just walked nearby the call of god came upon elijah and elijah told follow me and you know what elijah told elijah told i will go back to my house i will kiss my dad and kiss my mom and then come and follow me and elijah rebuked elisha there what you have to do with me think about jesus when jesus was walking he looked at the disciples and he said follow me follow me and when he said that to follow decide follow lord jesus christ someone came and told my dad is dead i will go and bury my dad and come and follow me you know what jesus said let the dead bury their dead the call of god comes first in our lives you know i don't know god wants you to obey his call in your life if your spouse is not willing to come along with you i would say don't lose the call of god in your life don't lose the call of god then what do we do i would throw both of you at the feet of god and ask god lord you only you can resolve my situation I want to do the ministry but my wife is not loving me. I want to do the ministry but my husband is not standing against. Lord, what can I do? What can I do? But don't lose the call of God. Because call of God is much precious. Remember when we stand in the presence of God. One day each one of us has to answer to God on how we spend our lives. we will not answer for our spouses we will not answer for our children we cannot answer for our parents it will be a question to you and to me when we stand in the presence of god even in marriage we need to work out our salvation independently we need to follow god independently you cannot say that my wife wants me to follow why my wife wants me to come to church that's the reason i am coming no god wants you to follow him God's call is the number one priority. But one thing that we need to keep in our mind, whatever we do for God, we don't want that to destroy our family relationship. 
We want to be careful. We don't want to dis- that to destroy our family relationship. For that matter, God calls us into the ministry, into his kingdom as a family together. Listen to this. When God called Abraham, in Genesis 12, we read that Abraham took his wife, Sarai. Abraham, in fact, Abraham took his wife, Sarai, and he departed to go into the land of Canaan. They went together. When God called Moses to go to Egypt, we read that in Exodus chapter 4, verse 20, then Moses took his wife and his sons and set them on a donkey and he returned to the land of Egypt and Moses took the rod of God in his hand. When God called Moses, Moses took his wife and his children. You know, when God calls us, he calls us with the family. If your family, the other partner is not cooperating with you, you need to pray to God. God will redeem. God will deliver. God will resolve the situation for you. But never we want the ministry, the work of God to damage our family relationship. We need to make a proper balance and I believe God will give us grace this morning. So this morning there are five things we talked about. Number one, being careful in what we allow inside our house. Everything. God wants to do a cleanup in our house. Throw those video games. Throw those movies still hiding somewhere. Throw those CDs away. Bring them out and throw it away. Throw those books that are not, not wanted. Throw everything out. Put the word of God. There are pictures hanging on your wall. Your father's picture, your mother's picture, your forefather's picture. What for? The dead is dead. They're not going to come back to life. Throw them out. Throw them away. If you have Jesus hanging at the cross and a shawl around his neck, at the cross for what God said do not make anything in any form don't even have a cross at home no no cross no Jesus picture no tell disciples sitting with Jesus and having communion no 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 throw everything out what you see behind those things is the power of demon put the word of God me and my family we serve the Lord. Put the word of God. Throw everything out. You can put calendars, beautiful pictures with the verse. That will speak to you. That will encourage you. First thing, be careful in what we allow inside our house. Number two, forgive each other. Number three, use our time effectively. Spend time with our family members. Support each other by loving, by caring, by encouraging, by appreciating. Finally, serving God by maintaining our family relationship. Shall we close our eyes? Hope you are blessed by this teaching. Please write to Pastor Balan Swami Nathan at balan at hipm.org. God bless you.